Welcome to Your Healing Journey with Dr. Debbie. In the next 30 minutes, get ready to discover the secrets of learning how to heal your body naturally. Dr. Debbie is your guide to a longer, more vital, and healthier life. We'll explore nutrition, vitamin supplementation, mindfulness, and optimal wellness. So sit back and relax, and let's begin this life-changing experience. Welcome to Your Healing Journey, and here's your host, Dr. Debbie. Well, welcome back, everybody. And today we are going to address organic food and why it's important for you to consume it. So we sh- I always like to start the show with a prayer. Father God, many of us need healing. I need healing for past hurts, random physical pains that I allow to waylay my days in spiritual healing for various reasons. I reach up to you to receive this healing so that I may be whole and that I may be able to then minister to others in a way that brings you your fullness of glory. How wonderful to be able to worship you without stain or blemish or to be to- and to be totally healed. Show others your healing power so that they may also be healed and walk in wholeness. In this precious name of Jesus, amen. So welcome back to your healing journey with Dr. Debbie. Today I want to educate you about the importance of choosing to eat only organic food and pasture-raised antibiotic and hormone-free animal proteins. I remind you that one of the determinants of health is to eat a wholesome, nutritious variety of foods. A few years ago, I had the pleasure of meeting Zen Honeycutt at an environmental medicine conference. She wrote a great book called Unstoppable. It is the story of her life journey witnessing the transformation of all three of her children from unhealthy and suffering with multiple challenges to completely healthy and vital just by choosing to give them 100% organic grown food in just two weeks. One of the most vital and important steps to take towards a healthier and more vital life is what you choose to put in your mouth on a daily basis. As Hippocrates stated thousands of years ago, Food as medicine, medicine as food. When the food industry and government of this country began instituting the use of pesticides and genetically modified foods, the epidemic of degenerative diseases exploded. Today, there are millions of people dying or suffering from heart disease, cancer, diabetes, autoimmunity, dementia, obesity, mental illness, medically induced harm, and malnutrition. This has only provided the food corporations, the pharmaceutical companies, and the health insurance companies, and the so-called quote-unquote health care system, extremely high profits at the expense of people, not only in this country, but worldwide. I have had hundreds of patients tell me that when they consult with their traditional medical doctors and ask them if what they eat matters, they're told it doesn't matter in the least. This is simply a complete and total preposterous lie perpetrated to continue giving patients symptom-relieving medications that cause adverse side effects and make them lifetime sickly customers, providing huge profits to the doctors, clinics, hospitals, and drug companies that sell and advertise their widespread use as the only so-called cure or treatment for the myriad of diagnosed diseases they themselves perpetrate and create. The typical mode of operation, create a problem and then develop and sell the solution. I invite you all to make every effort to choose to consume only fresh organic foods and clean, sustainably grown animal proteins. So many patients and the general public complain 
that making that choice is far too expensive. However, that is not true. There are many local farms in this county that sell what they grow at affordable prices directly to the public. (laughs) Making an effort to go to local farmers markets at the last hour of their scheduled weekday location is the best time to buy the food at 50% or less. These farmers do not want to put food that has been on their table all morning or afternoon back on their truck and haul it back to the farm overly ripe or unusable. One can also find sale items at your local grocery stores or discount stores like Food for Less, Costco, Sprouts, or Fraser Farms. There are also local CSAs. What are those? Those are community-supported agriculture. These websites offer to deliver seasonal food boxes to an entire family, either every week, every two weeks, or once a month. I have successfully joined and used the following ones. There's one called JR Organics, another one called Yasukochi Family Farms. There's another one called Be Wise Ranch. There's Eli's Farm and Garden of Eden Organics. I remind you how to find me again. I'm at integratedmedicineministries.com or at drdebnovtep at gmail.com or 760-519-1759. And I welcome you again to your healing journey with Dr. Debbie. Another reason to make such life-enhancing efforts is that I have seen many studies concerning the lack of nutritional value in commercially pesticide GMO-grown foods. If we were to compare the nutritional content of an orange grown organically in the 1940s or 50s with one grown conventionally today, we would find that it would take 24 oranges to equal the amount of vitamin C found in one orange of those times. Why is that, you might ask? Simply because of the decades of commercial farming practices, not rotating crops, using synthetic toxic fertilizers and pesticides, and the acid rain from pollution in our skies, all of which have contributed to depleting the minerals and nutrients found in the soils of our ancestral lands, as well as having negatively transformed the farming practices of the early mid-1900s, as well as making us sick, overweight, and depleted. Yet another affordable way to add organically grown food to your daily meals is to grow your own vegetables and herbs. There are so many convenient and practical ways to grow food, even if you live in a condo or apartment with or without a patio or rooftop. Here's some quotes from the article I found online. This one is called How to Grow Fruits and Vegetables in Your Apartment, According to an Urban Farmer. An apartment farm harvest is possible if you keep these tips in mind. This was written by Alexandra Owens. This was all online where I found this. So what she says is you may have dreams of planting your own vegetable garden, harvesting fresh produce, and dining farm to table every night. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? If only you had a yard or a rooftop or even 100 square feet. But just because you live in an apartment doesn't mean you can't grow fruits and vegetables where you sleep. Yes, According to Nick, his name is C-U-T-S-U-M-P-S, Cut Some Pass, a professional plant coach and urban farmer, better known as 
into the world as Farmer Nick, growing edible plants indoors can be tricky, but it's possible with practice, patience, and of course, the right tips. For anyone who is less interested in the fun of farming and just wants to eat an efficient hydroponic system, like the farmstead from Lettuce Grow, and that's lettuce like the leaves, L-E-T-T-U-C-E, is another great option. Here, Cutsome Pass shares his best advice for creating your own indoor farm. First of all, you have to pick the right plants. As tempting as it might be to try to create a full-on working farm in your living room, consider which edible plants are best suited for an indoor environment. When you're growing indoors, it's best to avoid fruiting or vegetable-producing plants, meaning that they need pollination to produce the fruit in question, says Cutsome Pass. I know people who will literally take a paintbrush and fertilize the flowers by hand, but you still won't get a big yield. Instead, resilient leafy greens and herbs such as kale, cabbage, romaine lettuce, microgreens, dill, cilantro, rosemary, and thyme are the way to go. Buy what your palate calls for and don't be afraid to experiment. Many farmers markets and grocery stores offer seedlings that make starting a new plant easy for beginners. And we all know YouTube is a great source of finding videos on how to do anything. So, you know, don't be shy and don't be dissuaded. <laughs> the next thing he says is maximize your space. Terracotta pots and grow bags are popular planter options because they're porous, breathable material helps keep roots healthy and prevent overwatering. For most leafy greens and herbs, Katsumpas recommends buying a planter that's between 6 to 12 inches in diameter. You don't need 12 inches unless you're planting a bunch of things in one, he says. However, if you want to harvest more frequently or aren't confident that you're going to get a full head of lettuce with your lighting conditions, go ahead and overcrowd your pot instead of Four spinach plants in a 10-inch planter grow 12 and harvest the baby spinach. Harvesting at different stages is a great way to maximize your space and also get different flavors and textures in your food. The next thing he talks about is to give your plants some sun. Lots of it. If you're wondering how much sunlight your edible plants need, here's a simple rule to go by. As much as possible, he says. Even the brightest indoor conditions often do not match what you get outside, says Kutsumpas. Cool weather plants like lettuce that require more shade still need at least four to six hours of direct sunlight a day. The closer to the window, the better. A south-facing window is usually best because it gets the most light throughout the day. If your plants are still struggling, a supplemental heat lamp should do the trick. While window space is prime real estate, it also requires careful monitoring, particularly in cold climates when winter drafts might come through. Another caveat, says Katsumpas, are radiators and window heaters which can dry out soil. To ensure you're watering enough, Katsumpas recommends checking the soil with chopsticks. Similar to the popular baking hack, if the chopsticks come out clean, the soil is perfectly moist. Just remember that to water evenly and check around the pot for dry pockets. Again, I'm going to remind you how to find me. I'm at integratedmedicine.ministries.com or at drdebnovtep at gmail.com or 760-519-1759. 
And here we are again with Dr. Debbie's healing journey, <clears throat> your healing journey. Now, the next thing he talks about is the master of, of the art of harvesting. The good news under the right conditions is you can turn over a leafy green crop in about 45 days. The bad news, if you harvest it all at once, it's like, great, 45 days for one salad, says Kutsum Paz. To avoid this frustrating scenario, Kutsum Paz uses two different harvesting methods. The first is succession planting, involves starting seeds under grow lights. Once the older plants are about halfway through their growth cycle, when you're ready to harvest, you have two-week-old seedlings you can immediately plant so you don't have to wait another 45 days. You're cutting the lead time in half. His other method is to cut and some and come again, works with large hardy greens like lettuce and kale. Rather than harvesting the entire plant, take only the outside leaves so it can continue to grow. You're not going to get as much of a harvest, but you will have five to seven plants there. You can have a nice garnish or something to add to your salads and brighten up your meals. The next thing he talks about is to place fruiting plants outdoors. So not everyone is so lucky to have an apartment with outdoor space. But if yours does, you might consider using the opportunity to try raising fruit or vegetable producing plants that require insect and birds for pollination. Two of Kutsum Pass's favorite options for urban settings are cherry tomatoes and sugar snap peas. When you get outside, even on a fire escape, you're battling the elements, he says, the birds, the crows, and in New York, the rats. They will get you. It's the sad reality for many outdoor gardeners that you will lose about 20 to 40% of your crop to the animals. With cherry tomatoes, you get so many. 20% of 300 tomatoes isn't bad. Both plants also grow exceptionally fast and can reach 8 to 10 feet tall in a pot, making them a beautiful addition to a small patio, balcony, or fire escape. For a successful crop, remember to surround your tomatoes and peas with plants that will attract pollinators. It's something people don't think enough about, says Kotsumpas. They put out their tomatoes and say, hey, I only got 10 tomatoes this year. What happened? Well, you didn't create an environment that was inviting. For a truly tasty garden, Kotsumpas recommends using edible flowers like violet, violas, nasturtium, and marigolds. <clears throat> I happen to live on a ranch with a family that grows a lot of their own vegetables. And that's exactly what they do. Even when we have a garden, we, there's marigolds and there's other flowers that are planted to attract the bees, to attract the pollinators. So as you can see, it's really important for you to start figuring out ways to grow organic food and to access it. So basically, I really encourage you to do that. Because it's very important for you to get the nutrition you need from a variety of organic foods. The, only, the other important thing is to choose things that have a lot of color in them. So the deeper the color and the more wide the rainbow colors are, the better. Because they have a lot of antioxidants, a lot of phytonutrients, and a lot of things that you can get from fruits and vegetables. The other thing I need to comment about is and it's not just commercial food that is devoid of nutrition. It's also the organic food that you get at the at the markets like Fraser Farms or Sprouts or Whole Foods because they need to be picked green in order to survive the transportation on the trucks to the store. And so they're allowed to ripen in the store. So I really encourage you to go to the farmers, to the local farmers, to the local farmers markets or to grow as many of the foods as you can. And also if you have patios and you have other very sunny areas in your house, there are ways to grow upside down tomato plants. 
basil and all kinds of herbs and greens that you can actually grow in your actual apartment. The other thing that I've known of, and here in San Diego, there's several of them, is community mark, community gardens. There's a community garden I know of in Encinitas, and I'm sure there's several others in the surrounding area. And there you can actually go and I think, I believe you pay a small fee to rent a, say, you know, 10 by 12 raised box garden, and you can go and start your own garden and start planting all the fruits and vegetables that you want there. And then the rest of the people in the community garden who are next to you or two boxes down will be happy to trade. Like they'll be raised, they'll be growing something that you're not growing and you can trade what you're growing. So there's all kinds of ways. There's also another stand that I need to tell people about, especially people who live in North County. There's a little farmer stand that is on Saxony, and um, and it's between um, Encinitas Boulevard and Lucadia, and they grow all kinds of organic fruits and vegetables. And the nice thing about that particular stand is that they only want you to pay what you can afford. So you can go there and buy organic or seasonal fruits and vegetables as well as eggs and donate whatever amount you're able to donate so that it's not a big cost. So I really encourage you to think about this and not give me this excuse that, oh, it's too expensive or it doesn't matter if, if it's pesticides. Pesticides are very harmful to you. They are really, they're bad for your brain. They're bad for your intestines. They're really very, very toxic. So if you if at least get something that's pesticide-free, even if you can't find organic, and if you do end up having something like an apple that's got pesticides on it, I suggest that you wash it in some water and vinegar and let it sit for a while. And then after a while, you can peel it and you can still use it and eat it. But I really encourage you to go after organic foods. So now that you know how many ways there are to begin your dedication to eating only organic fruits and vegetables, I invite you to get started and experience how much better you feel and how quickly you will achieve your health goals. The other thing that happens when you grow food and you're messing with the soil is that there's a lot of really good bacteria. They're very important for your intestinal health and for your immune system. So breathe in that dirt, get your hands in that dirt. The more microbes you're exposing yourself to, the better it is. And the more variety of foods that you try, the better it is for your intestines, which, as you probably know from your, my first show, 85% of your immune system lives in your intestinal tract. So get your nutrients from your food and get the food as organic and ripe and full of nutrients as you can and try to vary your diet. Don't get stuck on one menu. Try to eat all kinds of things. Try new foods. Try new types of fruits and vegetables that are other cultures eat. We have so many different kinds of markets here in San Diego. There's Oriental markets. There's Mexican markets. There's Chinese markets. There's, you know, a myriad of different markets, African food markets. So try different things. Try different fruits. Try different vegetables. Try different herbs. Try different leafy greens. The more variety, the better. Don't get stuck on one thing. And fresh fruits and vegetables, as well as healthy meats, that's the other thing. There's a lot of farms in this in this state, and especially in this county, that you can go buy your meat directly from them. There's one farm that raises beef in Ramona. And 
they sell like three pounds, 10 pounds, half a side of beef. And they're, they're charging something like three fifty a pound. And it's really fresh and really clean, no hormones, no pesticides, and it's been treated well, and they're not putting anything harmful into it. There's also another farm in Lake Elsinore that often comes to some of the farmer's markets, and they sell all kinds of chicken, lamb, turkey, pork, um, you know, just everything you can imagine, beef, all kinds of cuts, and you can go get them fresh from the farmer to you. As well as fish, there's a lot of places, farmer's markets that also have uh, fishermen that bring fresh caught fish. And what I suggest with fish is that you consume fish that is as little mercury and metals as possible. And those are the fish that are smaller and don't eat other fish. So some of the things you can eat very safely are Dover sole. There's also uh, salmon, Atlantic salmon. There's trout. And there's some of the northern fish, like monkfish and whitefish. So I suggest that you try that as well. So anyway, there's a lot of suggestions for you to start a healthy path. And the other thing I wanted to tell you for next week is that I have Dr. Janice Gruska coming back to us again to continue sharing and educating us about natural the, the natural birthing process. She has so much to say that I need to bring her back because I want you all to know how many options you have and how, how wonderful it is to have a child at home. So again, how to find me. I'm at integratedmedicineministries.com or drdebnovtp at gmail or 760-519-1759. So again, I really want to continue educating you on how to achieve your most healthy self and how to find ways to bring in more healthy food, more healthy choices, and how to take care of your body because what you put in your mouth matters and what you consume is probably 90% of what you'll be able to how you'll be able to determine your health and prevent diseases and stay healthy and vital. So make an effort. Try these different things. Try looking online to see where you can access all these wonderful foods and different ways to grow food because having a garden and growing vegetables is such an amazingly gratifying thing to do and it gets us closer to God's world and God's earth and all the things he's created for us. So, and the other thing I have to say to you is don't eat what man has made, only eat what God has made and bring God into your life and into your health and have faith that you have the ability to heal anything and everything by what you consume and how you take care of yourself. So it's a pleasure to be here with you and I hope you're listening every week and that you're gaining some information and educating yourself on how to best make choices for your optimal health. Um, There's a few other things I have here, some related websites. Uh, There's something called the easiest herbs and vegetables to grow indoors. There's the best house plants to keep in your kitchen and the best shops to buy vegetables, seeds online. So these are all resources that you can access. Anyway, here's how you find me again. It's integratedmedicineministries.com, D-R-D-E-B-N-O-V-T-P, at gmail or 760-519-1759. And welcome to your healing journey with Dr. Debbie. And I hope to see you and, and be with you again next week. 
And I hope you'll be enjoying Dr. Gruska again and learning more about natural birthing. So I want to send you off with a blessing and uh, encourage you all to really take care of yourselves and take time to put yourself first, get sleep, get good food, and continue to seek your best self. God bless you all. Thank you.